You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 23. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. All right, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're talking with my client, Michelle, on weekend overeating. Her story is a familiar one for most of us, I think. You spend the week following your hunger scale, enjoying healthy and delicious foods, and feeling great about it all. And then the weekend hits, and everything just seems to get flipped on its head. In Michelle's case, her weekend overeating is related to her desire to enjoy social time with her friends and family. Now, this is super common. It's also common to adopt the mindset of just wanting to relax on the weekends. You tell yourself that you had a hard week, you're tired, and it is the weekend after all, so you don't want to put the same effort into things that you do during the week. But here's the thing about weekends. If you include Friday night, that's literally 36% of your week. So if you allow yourself to develop a case of weekenditis every week, that's literally a third of the month you're not doing your healthy habits for weight loss. Now, that's a pretty big deal if you want to see results. So if you want to meet your weight loss goals, then you have to have a strategy for enjoying your weekends in a healthier way. So let's hear what Michelle learned about her weekend overeating. And then after her coaching session, I'll pop back in to give you a few more general tips for combating weekend overeating. Can you guys hear me? I'm actually driving home from work. Sure thing. Yes, we can hear you. I don't know that I have the grief. I get more like I have a toddler in my brain throwing this Uh hissy fit at the time that I want to eat it. And then there's this like fairness thing. And I keep telling myself this story in my head that all the other people in the world can eat this pizza, but I can't have this pizza right now because it wasn't on my plan and that's not fair. So I think that I struggle with some of that. And then if I eat the pizza, when I do my discovery worksheet and I try to work through that, I'm having a hard time un packing the reasons like yeah I feel that there is a moment in time when I go "Mm, I shouldn't eat this whole pizza I'm full but then I just eat the pizza and I'm having a hard time understanding that you know why did I do it it's always on the weekend always on the weekend okay whether I have a plan or not I fall off the wagon on the weekends okay and it's usually when I'm eating out So I'm in an uncontrolled environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've kind of identified the pattern of where and the when it occurs. But I can't figure out the why. Well, you're you're making great progress by at least having the awareness of when this is happening. And also recognizing that you are having that little toddler temper tantrum in your head about it as well. And part of this, and I like, how does this land when you hear this, but is being in a more, you know, social situation, um, having more like social oriented foods with friends and family when you're out and about 
kind of playing into this with those temper tantrums of, you know, they're all having some, why can't I? Yes, definitely. It's the fairness piece. Why can they, why can't I? I want a piece of the cake too, you know? Yeah, and sometimes, Michelle, I mean, I think, I think we want to know that there is some, you know, big, dramatic, emotional, something horrible happened in my childhood sort of explanation for these things. But sometimes it really is as simple as I'm having a temper tantrum and I want to eat the same as everybody else. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, that's that's right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that just is the reason. And like, just like Christina with the cake, I mean, this is your habit brain telling you that, you know, you are going to get the big dopamine hits by having the extra pizza with your friends and family out in the restaurant. And how dare you tell me that I can't have my dopamine hit? Who are you to tell me I can't have my dopamine hit? I agree. I don't like people telling me what to do. And that includes my own self. So when I'm saying self, you can't have this pizza, my little limbic brain is saying, hey, no way. Right. Right? Well, that is exactly what happens. And the more you try and argue with that toddler brain, um, the louder that toddler brain is going to get. Honestly, when you engage in an argument with your toddler brain, you are never going to win. You're because I I haven't won so far. No, because what's going to happen is exactly like what happens with a toddler. Your your toddler brain will be lying on the floor of the restaurant, wailing and (laughs) causing a big scene, right? And you're going to be there totally embarrassed thinking like, why is everybody looking at me? Um, thinking that I can't get a control over my kid, right? Like that's exactly what's going to happen in your brain. If you try and argue with your toddler, but what would happen if it's Saturday night and you're in the restaurant and you notice the desire to have another piece of pizza, even when you're full, what would happen if you just sat there for a minute or two and just felt what it feels like to want the pizza and to not argue with that toddler brain to just say to yourself, I hear you brain. (laughs) I know that you want the pizza and just sit for a minute and feel what it feels like to want the pizza. Well, I'll have to give that a try because I haven't, but I'm presuming that um, I'd probably realize in a moment that I was full and I would like carry on. Yeah, well, that's exactly and what's going to happen, it, right? right? Yeah. And, and again, it's like you guys are all bringing up the perfect, you know, segues into month two, because this is what month two um, is all about, where, where you're going to learn how to do this, because there's there's phases to this, right? And the first stage is doing what you've done already, which is really identifying when you tend to, to you know, go off the rails with your eating. And it's not always easy to figure figure it out, right? Because if this is something that you've been doing your whole adult life, and maybe even part of your, your life as a child as well, some of these things become so automatic that you don't even recognize that they're happening. And the voices in your habit brain are so quiet that you can't hear them. 
And so that you've even been able to recognize through doing your discovery sheets that it's weekends and it's eating out and it's pizza and these types of things. And that is all about fairness for you. You are, I can promise you, you are going to win this battle because what you've done already is the hardest piece about all of this right? And now that you're aware of that toddler voice in the back of your brain, what you're going to want to do is argue with it. And that's never going to work. Right. And that makes good sense. I can't argue with my children. So, or any other toddler. So it makes sense that you can't rationalize your way out of it. You, you cannot. And yeah. what you're, what you're going to learn next month is that there's really only four ways that you can react when you have an urge to eat when you're not hungry, right? And one is like in your case, you can just say, screw it and eat the pizza, right? And then the second right. one is you can you can try and resist it. So you can have that argument with your toddler brain. You can try and negotiate with it, right? Like I'll just have one piece and then I'll call it quits or, you know, whatever it is. You can just like engage with that voice that's telling you that it's not fair. But what always happens in those instances is that your brain wins and you eat the pizza. Like, I mean, it just always ends this way, right? And we've talked before about um, that habit brain being like that sleazy used car salesman. It's going to use whatever tactics it needs to use to get you to eat the pizza. And I'm sure you've heard that phrase, you know, what, what you resist persists that sort of thing. So trying to talk yeah. yourself out of the urge is only going to make the urge stronger. And again, you end up um, eating the pizza. So that's the second. And then um, the third is you can avoid it, right? So you can just like pretend you're not even feeling it. And you could go like organize a closet or clean the bathroom or go for a run or, you know, do some task that needs to be doing to just sort of distract yourself from it which kind of on the surface maybe sounds like it's a good idea, um, but, but that doesn't solve anything in the, in the long run, right? Like the urges are just going to come back every weekend for you and you're just going to keep avoiding and finding other ways to, to buffer these, these emotions that you don't want to feel. So over the long term, that's not a great strategy either. And so then what we're left with is the fourth thing, which is really just allowing yourself to feel the urge. And what that means, and you'll learn what that means kind of next month, but is just sitting back and, you know, closing your eyes if you can, and just really feeling what it feels like to want the pizza. Because the urge is just an emotion, like any other emotion. It's just a feeling. And all a feeling is, is the chemicals that are produced in your brain in response to a thought, such as it's not fair. (laughs) it's not fair that I can't have more pizza, right? And then you get this desire for the food. And if you allow yourself to feel that desire, the urge goes away. And that makes good sense. And it's so funny because in my head, I have this little cartoon character who's sitting, looking at the pizza, trying to sit with it. Then I dive into it and eat the box and the pizza and everything. But no, I wouldn't. Like I, I do believe that if I paused and just reflected, it would be fine. But it's funny. Like I just picture myself like that toddler and be like, okay, well, I'm going to have 20 then. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think that that would, I considering I tell myself all the time about, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting with the hunger now, I'm much Mm -hmm. more comfortable with that because hunger isn't going to kill me 
for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's just another emotion that I have to get comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. And the good thing about urges, though, is that they go away, right? So each, each time you, you hear that thought, you know what, it's not fair. You know, I want to eat the pizza like everybody else. And you get that desire to eat more pizza. And then you eat the pizza. Every time you complete that cycle, you reinforce that pattern in your brain. So each time, each next weekend that comes along, it becomes harder to say no. Okay. So once we start interrupting that, we stop giving energy. We stop feeding that cycle. And if your brain is no longer getting the dopamine that it's looking for by eating the pizza, it's going to stop sending you the urges. Because remember, the primitive brain wants to exert the least amount of energy possible. So if it knows that you're not going to respond to this urge for pizza, it's not even going to bother exerting the effort to send you the urge. And you're just not going to have it anymore. I promise. I promise. I mean, and it's not yep. like that's going to happen after just once. Like, I mean, it, it takes a, a little practice to rewire, rewire the brain, but I can guarantee you, if you say no enough times to the pizza, the brain is going to stop giving you the urges for it. Right. right. Cause I just I mean, wish it learned better. That I know, but, but I, you know, gonna, I wish it learned better when you eat too much and you're so <laughs> stuffed that you're sick all night. Why can't uh-huh. it just learn from that way? <laughs> Because in the moment, your brain doesn't give a shit. In the moment, all your brain cares about is that it's not fair. (laughs) It's not thinking, it's not thinking about how you're going to feel when you get home at night. Even if your conscious brain is saying, oh, Michelle, you know, you're not going to feel so good if you eat any more pizza. Your primitive brain is going to say, don't care. I want the pizza now. I want pizza now. Right? Yeah. That makes great sense. I appreciate that. That's very helpful. Thank Uh, you. You are so welcome. And I just want to leave you with one last thought, right? If you were like having chicken breasts and a salad on a Wednesday night for dinner, you would have no problems stopping when you're full. That's correct. So your brain knows exactly how to stop. (laughs) <laughs> when it's full. Yeah, right? that's, so it, that it, is so true. Right? It 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 knows how to do this. So it's it's not the pizza, right? It's just that toddler brain that's that's thinking that the pizza isn't it's just not fair. Right? So right. you can train your brain to stop with enough pizza just like you can with chicken and a salad. That is a very good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I'm clearly feeding the emotion that's mm-hmm. it and I just have to stop and think about that. Mm-hmm. that like fairness yeah. or whatever it is. That I'm was, just going to tell my brain that like, well, good. Stop if it was chicken, so you should stop if it's pizza. You're full. Right? Yes. Or, right. even, you know, if you want to do that in a kinder way to yourself, right. Rather than should, or right. Just say, you know what brain, you know how to stop eating with chicken and salad and you can figure out how to stop eating with the pizza too. Right. Definitely. Just be be kind to yourself. Good. All right. I love the insights Michelle gained about her weekend eating in this session. We talked pretty specifically about her challenges, but I wanted to give you a few more strategies you can experiment with on weekends. Remember that the name of the game here is to still enjoy your weekends. 
It's not about depriving yourself or locking away your social life and throwing away the key. It's about finding a way to have all your needs met, including getting the rest and relaxation you need, connecting with your friends and family, and also treating your body the way you need to so that you can lose weight and feel great about yourself when Monday morning rolls around again. So the first concept you need to embrace here is that on weekends, you want to aim being just good enough, not perfect. Remember that healthy weight loss isn't ever about doing everything right all of the time. It's about consistently taking action in the right direction. So rather than saying no to absolutely everything you want on the weekends, just ask yourself how you can make things just 1% better. And like Michelle did, ask yourself what's really important to you. Is it the food or is it being out with your friends? And then the next suggestion I have for you is to just let go of all the food rules or any of those sentences that start with, I can't, or I shouldn't, or any of those other words that are instantly going to make you feel restricted and deprived. Instead, take a few moments to check in with yourself. Ask yourself how you're feeling, check in with your hunger signals, and understand what the consequences of what you're eating will be. If you know that if you eat an extra cheesy pizza, you're going to end up with heartburn, just acknowledge that and then ask yourself if it's worth it and if you like your reasons for eating that pizza. And if for you it is worth it and you do like your reasons, then go for it. This is simply about being more mindful and intentional rather than eating something just because it's there or because it's what you always eat with your friends on Friday night or because it's what everyone else around you is eating. Now, the third suggestion I have for you is to just do away with the concept of cheat days. Cheat days implies that there's a right or a wrong way to eat, and there just isn't. So, again, rather than declaring your weekend a cheat day and going crazy or all out with your food, just instead take a few moments to check in with yourself. Have the foods you want, but eat them when you're hungry, stop when you've had enough, like your reasons for eating them and decide ahead of time what you're going to eat rather than make decisions in the heat of the moment. And then the final suggestion I have for you here is to listen to all the excuses or justifications or negotiations that you're telling yourself on the weekend. Listen to your self-talk. If you hear yourself saying things like, I deserve a treat or one more drink won't hurt or my friends are gonna judge me if I don't eat this, simply pay attention. These are thoughts that your primitive brain is offering up to you so it can get its dopamine hit. So just stop and question the truth of these statements. And remember that the point here isn't isn't to get you to say no to the foods you love. It's simply to get you to understand why you have the urge to eat them and then make intentional decisions about how you're going to eat. All right, so if you use these four strategies, you'll head into the weekend with a much more positive mindset, and then you'll start Monday morning feeling good and positive about yourself rather than beating yourself up for decisions you made over the weekend. All right, so if you're interested in learning some of the concepts Michelle and I talked about during our coaching session and apply them to your own life, you can join the Nurse Yourself Body and Mind Coaching Program at any time. This is a six-month program that will teach you everything you need to know to lose your weight for the last time. 
And just like Michelle did in this coaching session, you'll discover how you're using food in your life right now and how to go about changing your relationship with food so that you can meet your health goals without feeling restricted or deprived. If you want to know more or to register for the course, just head on over to www.nourishyourselfbodyandmind.com. All right. Next week, you're going to hear all about one of my favorite excuses. I don't have time to lose weight. I've got 10 strategies for combating this coming at you. All right. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.